Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Luca. Directed by Enrico Casarosa, Luca is the computer-animated coming-of-age fantasy comedy film produced by Pixar Animation Studios and distributed by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures. The movie is out now on Disney+, Plus, but if you haven't watched Luca yet and you want to, Go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Luca takes inspiration from Casarosa's childhood in Genoa, with several Pixar artists being sent to the Italian Riviera to gather research from Italian culture and environment. The sea monsters, a metaphor for feeling different, were loosely based on old Italian regional myths and folklore. The film's design and animation also pays homage to Federico, Finici, and other classic Italian filmmakers. Jason, you have the plot. Yes, set in a beautiful seaside town on the Italian Riviera, a young boy experiences an unforgettable summer filled with gelato, pasta, and endless scooter rides. Luca, voiced by Jacob Tremblay, shares these adventures with his newfound best friend, Alberto, voiced by Jack Dylan Grazer. But all the fun is threatened by a deeply held secret. They are sea monsters from another world just below the water's surface. What I think we should probably start with, as, as we've said, this is a Disney Plus movie. Originally, it was going to be theatrical, which you would expect from Pixar. I mean, the other movie they put out on Disney Plus onward, that had had a limited theatrical release, hadn't it? And then I think even, was that behind a paywall? Or did that come later with, I think, with Mulan? No, I, I, Onward, yeah, so Onward came out in theatres, then landed on Disney Plus as part of the subscription, so it was free. And that was, like, just when COVID was first ramping up and, you know, doing its thing. Um, and then with Soul, I think Soul was also free, wasn't it? There wasn't a... Oh, well, that is a good point. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and then come, was... come to Luca, so... You know, skipping theaters, going straight to Disney Plus. No premium access payment required. You know, leading into this, I was kind of like, do they have no faith in this movie? Do they yes. not feel? Is it because it's Pixar? Do it they felt hate that Pixar? way. <laughs> it felt that way. I mean, employees at Pixar they put out an yeah. official statement, and they the what they were putting in there basically was whether or not Disney actually had faith. And I mean, like you said, Raya and The Last Dragon, not Pixar, but Disney, that got put behind the paywall. Yeah, Cruella, Mulan, Black Widow is going to get the same thing, you know, all... Interesting. Well, well that's Marvel Studios, but, you know, it's... it's oh, it's yeah, still it's, Disney. All Disney. So look, when yeah, going into this, I I was a little bit like, well, you know, should I not have expectations being too high? Um, but look, when when the movie started, like this is a you know, once again a beautifully made Pixar film. Um, obviously, a lot of heart and soul went into the design and animation of this. The, it's it's actually a little bit different to what Pixar's normally done, both like design-wise, style, um, just like visually, it looked different, but still on a very high, on a high level. 
so in line with Pixar, like in that regards, but it had a different vibe to it, which I thought was, I don't know, refreshing, but also a bit jarring because I was like, is this a Pixar movie? Like, it, how did you feel? How did you feel? Well, it's an interesting one because, you know, my kids were going to watch this movie with me. And, you know, to do a timely review for the podcast, I kind of need to watch something when it comes out. I can't just wait. And, you know, we all alternate in the household. Saturday night is movie night. And it was my eldest pick. And I showed her the clip of Luca. She just wasn't interested at all. My youngest showed some interest. But what actually happened, we had to double up on movies. We did Saturday night as normal and then Sunday afternoon, just so we could sit down and watch Luca. The movie that my eldest turned down Luca for was Dog Gone Trouble. Oh, damn it. <laughs> on, on Netflix. Not very good at all. Mm. I sat through it last night thinking, oh, wow, this is what we picked. She ended up liking Trouble. This movie, Luca, sure. she didn't. And oh, wow, okay. It didn't hold my youngest attention. So it's almost like out of the household. It was intended to sit down. I mean, this is a family film. It's a Pixar film. But I was the only one that really gave it attention. But, for you know, for the most part, like, it's got all the things you'd expect from a Pixar movie. I enjoyed it. But my kids... Yeah. It is interesting to get attention. perspective from, you know, children. Um, of various ages as well. Um, I mean, so, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I know, guess that's sort of Pixar have always done movies that serve both the kids and the parents. The movies for the kids or families to enjoy, but also like parents can comfortably sit through and have a better experience yeah, than you yeah. would with a film like, I don't know, Dog Gone Trouble, which was a struggle. I suppose but like if you... Yeah. If you were to, to take a look at all of like Pixar's like back catalogue, and you know the types of uh, of films that, like you said, like they, they always hit both targets well. But the ones that really hit with like kids and very you know the very young people, you know the Toy Stories, the Monsters Inks, the Cars, you know the ones where you've got these very cartoony characters doing cartoony things and being bright and colourful and action-packed. And whereas this one, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm in no way saying this is in line with like, you know, the Ratatouille's or the, um, you know, Soul or something like that. But like this has, it's a bit duller and I, that might sound really harsh and, and full on, but in terms of, I guess, scope and like magic and wonder, it's quite, it's quite dull. Yeah. But there's I, a lot of good elements in terms that. of, you know, the Italian backdrop, the, again, like the design, the artwork, the, the look of the movie, um, the themes, what the, what the characters are doing, what they have with like the fantasy element, you know, like with the, you know, with the fish boys, the sea monsters, you know, like turning, turning into humans on the land and then turning into like the sea monster creatures when they're in water like that's fun and that's where you get your sort of your cartoony you know disneyfied pixar-ness of it all yeah, but the rest of it is a very like it's a very new type of palette for pixar where i feel like yeah like there isn't much 
going on to really, uh, I guess, to keep kids. Yeah, invested. and you know, and I guess your kids are the example. You didn't. I mean, obviously they're not all kids, but that was the experience I had. But you know, it was interesting what you mentioned there, like the running gag with the water, which you know works works for me throughout. I mean, it's a good thing it did because they repeat it a hell of a lot. Like whenever they get wet in the slightest, they reveal themselves as sea creatures. You mentioned, you know what? Disney, but I was getting Looney Tunes from that, almost like Bugs Bunny. It was that kind of humor. And I really enjoyed that playfulness. You know, yeah, that, yeah. that was fun. I, I enjoyed that. I, I got to say, just because you've brought up, you've brought up the water and the water thing, I just found it so inconsistent. <laughs> and this is very much a nitpick because um, this movie, again, has a, a lot of good qualities, but it's a bit of a nitpick with the water. Sometimes, like when they first like, they emerge from the water, like they completely submerged in water, they come out onto like the pebbly Italian sand, instantly change, right? They get like a couple splashes of water on on their face or something, and they need to scrub down with a towel mm, yeah. to dry off. It's uh, I don't know. And then you've got like the parents later on, and they're like pushing kids into like this fountain and not one point are they like, Oh, I hope I don't get splashed. Cause you know, oh, that yeah, can happen. True. Get a splash yeah. I don't know. There was just a lot of, I was like, ah, they didn't really, I don't think anyone really sat down and thought about the water thing too much, but anyway, uh, I, again, I'm sure they did. A nitpick. It, 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 it works for me. I just want to make the movie. It works. <laughs> I, I enjoyed oh, that. It, and it looked really nice when they were transitioning and changing and all that. It was very, and very the cool. visual, like the look of the sea creatures as well, I thought was fantastic. And, you know, you mentioned all the primary colours. Like, this is a really colourful movie. And having the setting, that like, the whole film takes place in Italy, that's really refreshing from this, you know, it's essentially an American-made movie. Although, like I say, you know, cast and crew or, you know, the crew spent time in Italy. It, it was interesting and just nice having a different experience and not just yeah. have I mean, another movie set in America. I think the only time they've gone somewhere a little bit, you know, I mean, this is probably completely wrong because like, Monsters Inc, they travel over the world, but I guess that doesn't really count. Um, Ratatouille, you know, set in France, in cars, you know, like yeah. they're going all over Europe. But I mean, you know, it's within the cars world, it's not real, I guess. Whereas this is Italy, you know, you've got some these little Italy islands, it's very, it's, it, it is different. And they incorporate like the Italian language uh, into like, you know, like the credits, the wording, the typography that they use on screen. It's all, you know, they're, they're really embracing it almost to make this feel like this is an Italian film. Yeah. Yeah. So they've, yeah, they've gone all out with it. You mentioned the parents there. I thought the parents were excellent. I've long been a fan of Jim Gaffigan. We get mm. him as the as the dad, as the sea creature dad, and as the mom. Sea creature dad. Well, not to be confused with the one I'm dad, but May Rudolph. <laughs> but she was excellent too. Like she's yeah. Always- oh, and she, I mean, she's got one of those voices where it's like straight away you're like, yeah, May Rudolph. Yeah, she's here. She's come along. Instantly recognizable. But yeah, they were fun as the parents, and you mentioned the scene already where they're trying to find their son. Luca and all, knowing that all they need to do is splash water on him to have him reveal himself, <laughs> and they're just abusing kids in the town, which was fun. Like that's their that's their thing. That's their thing in this movie. So that was fun to sort of sort of watch. Um, with with the interaction with like Luca and his parents, I was getting very heavy Finding Nemo 
story elements, story beats. Basically, you've got this kid, you know, just put aside the fact that they're also, they live underwater. But it's like, you know, he wants to go up to the surface. Um, you know, the parents are just overly protective. There was literally a scene where the mum is kind of screaming at Luca and being like, you can't go up there. It's not safe. Blah, 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 blah. And in my mind, I, all I could picture was Marlon yelling at Nemo saying, you think you can do these things, but you can't. You just mm. can't, Nemo. And I was like, this is the same movie. <laughs> it mean, eventually goes a, off into something yeah, else. Yeah. But I was like, I mean, that's, an, that's an obvious comparison, but that is a lot of pain that all, a lot of films. That or The Little Mermaid, you know? Luca wants to be up there where the people are, where they're dancing and stuff on those, whatchamacallum, feet. And good gag though, good little visual gag with him trying to learn to to walk, and he just can't do it for a while. Funny stuff, funny stuff. Should we talk about Luca and um and his best mate, Alberto? Yeah, let's do it. Sure. So Jacob Tremblay, um, you're familiar with this kid? Yeah, you? he was in um, the Predator. He was in that film. Wasn't the, my go-to one. <laughs> uh, he was in Room. That's another one of his. He was in Room, yeah. He was in Good... Was it the like Good Boys or something? He was in like, Wonder. With, uh, is that the Bob one with the helmet? Yeah. yeah oh, Wilson and Billy Roberts. Keep reeling off his filmography. Maybe. Well, I don't know. I just want to point out... Who he is. No, I think... I, I, I trust that you, you know who he is. Yeah, no, like he... I think he really provided a, a good voice, I guess, for a kid... Sounded right. I don't know. It sounded right. Um, and I guess the same thing for, for Jack Dylan Grazer. And if we want to go off, uh, list off his filmography as well, let's just say Shazam and move on. Um, Do you not want to mention It, Chapter oh 1? Oh, God, It. Oh, yeah. He's Isn't it? As well. But of course, he's, he's Captain Marvel Jr. or Shazam Jr. <laughs> or they don't really give him a title. But he's Freddy in Shazam. Sure. Yeah. And he was, was he Freddy show? in It? That Is I can't remember. He was in a show that I can't remember the name of, so that's irrelevant. He, <laughs> he's Richie. Grows up to be Bill Hader in Chapter 2. Nah, Richie is the, um, is the Stranger Things kid. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, he was the... Oh, he was... Um, oh, Eddie, what's is it, it called? Eddie? Might be Eddie. Yeah, the one that was it doesn't matter. taking all the mess. His yeah. mum had got him... Anyway, yeah, he was always going to the yeah. pharmacy. The placebo kid. That's him. Him. Back to Luca. Back yeah, to Luca. He's Roberto in this movie. I didn't know. I stayed away from a lot of trailers to the point where, not on purpose, just I think by accident. Because um, I don't know. I just don't think this movie was marketed that well. Um, so I, re- I had no idea. I mean, I knew there was you know, like the, the fish boy kind of elements to the movie. But like the relationship between like the two friends, you know, you've got Luca who's pretty much been underwater his whole life. Alberta, who's, you know, dwelled up on the surface a little bit, isolated still, but on the surface. I wasn't sure where the movie was going. So for a a lot of the early scenes with them, I was kind of getting like, call me by your name vibes. And I was thinking, I was like, are these two kids going to be in like a, a more than a friendship relationship i don't know i didn't know if we were there yet with pixar and <laughs> i legit i, I, yeah, I questioned disney, it I was like, are they, are they? disney are not there i mean what's that show 
love Victor. They were that worried about it. They put it on Disney Plus Star. Yes, Stephen. Disney and well, I. I didn't think they were. That's why I was like, but oh, they were. There's a lot of. There's a lot of like. Um, I guess like daydreaming sequences that are quite fantastical and there's a lot of holding it's each other on this friendship. I don't I know. I never the two boys as being friends. Else other than that, it is just friendship. I think that's what and it's that's, supposed to be. No, I think and that's a, right. It's supposed to be, it's a look back on, on a childhood experience. That's where I took it as. So in certain elements you can, romanticize you know not necessarily romantically but you know you can look at them with like a soft glow and yeah that's where i took it as it's a it's a it's a friendship between two young boys but never did i think that it was anything more <laughs> than that but, but I, that's I'm really the same as you though i i've not really seen trailers mate outside of the parents i didn't even know the cast for this movie it wasn't until the end credits i'm like oh there no, we well, no idea. Like Sacha Baron Cohen's in this movie. That's what. Yeah. And I um, didn't know. Fortunately, there's a post-credit scene, and you get his character again. So I was happy for that. And being able to watch it at home, you could just fast forward and see if there's anything else. Oh, the I did. I did not know. At the very end, is it? At the very end, it's oh. Uncle Ugo Cohen's character, and he's in the deep, and he's just him and a fish having a conversation, and he's just like saying odd things, and that's it. That's where the movie <laughs> ends. But That's because, consistent with his character. The, 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 know, which the is two minutes of his character that we got. <laughs> but, it, but that was fun. But again, like, not until the end credits did I know he was in it. And then a little snippet at the end. Oh, I got to experience him in the film again. Yeah. And actually know it was him. <laughs> but bringing it back, bring it back to Luca and, and Alberto, like you you are right. Like the movie very much is at its core about the friendship of these two. Um you know, even as as like the main conflict later is not so much the the fact that they're trying to hide that they're, they're sea monsters, it's the conflicting views on how they should sort of go about handling their secrets. So Luca obviously wants to, he wants to go to school. He wants to be a part of the human world where Alberto's like, nah, mate, we got to keep to ourselves. It's not safe. It's, you know, we can have a, have play and have fun, but it's not safe to yeah. get out there. And then I mean, know, they have their clash, but they come good. It's all, yes. there's, yeah. There's a good, there's a good message here. There's, you know, we're seeing a real relationship and, you know, not all, but some friends do get to a point where they hit a crossroads and the direction they're going to go in is not the same one. And we get that here. And then what you've got is one friend recognizing that maybe they are holding one of their friends back and Alberto sets him free. He's like, Hey, I recognize what's best for you in your future. And you should go ahead and do that and not just do what I want us to do. I likes that. It is, it is. The other message aside is obviously the whole thing about, you know, like, uh, you know, being different and being accepted, you know, being the outsiders and coming in and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, there's good Disney values to, to throw in there amongst everything else. Uh, I guess the other main character we should talk about, and I guess her dad tags along, the one-armed dad, as you mentioned before, which you mentioned, is, um, is it Julia or Julia or Julia? I, I remember hearing it. I just forget what they said. Julia. It's just Julia. They, yeah, because what is it they call her? Spulia. Because whenever she Spulia, raised previously, yeah. like she vomits, yeah. It's Julia. Yeah. But the, so the, the Italian pronunciation is spelled with a G. 
Yes, but, and there's a lot of Italian names in this. I mean, it's very. I mean, you hope so. Would be. Well. <laughs> because all the effort visually, and then they just give them American names. It kind of undermine everything. Well, I, I like how at the like near the very beginning, there's um, uh, Lucas Gray passes one of the fish or something. I think it's like Mrs. Branzino or something, which is type of fish. Dish. I don't know if it's a dish or it's a fish, but either way, Branzino. I thought it was funny. It's Pixar. There's heaps of gags like that in this. It was just doing stuff, doing stuff. Um, but with her character, Julia, we get, or Spulia, uh, we get a little, let's call it a friendship triangle. It's a bit of, uh, again, more conflict here. But at the end of the day, it's about them participating in this um, cycling slash pasta eating slash swimming race triathlon thing to win some money to buy a Vespa. This movie is really Italian. Like it's, it's Yeah. I wonder if Vespa sponsored this movie because, wow, they get mentioned a lot. Which I just say, it's an Italian movie. You'd, you'd expect it. But... but I think Vespa's in Italy, they don't need sponsors. Like, they're good. Oh, they're doing okay. <laughs> they're doing okay with sales. <laughs> they're doing okay. What is interesting with Julia, because the character Luca... He only knows his experience under the water, and that's it. And then he meets Alberto, who gives him his own interpretation of everything. And Luca, quite naive, takes it at face value. Like the yeah, star of it's wrong, right? Or fish, you know, it's like, oh, no, 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 Alberto told me that's what it is. But then it's Julia that first opens up like what else is out there, like going through, like, talking about her experiences at school textbooks and then he starts learning firsthand from books knowledge and then that's what drives him to want to pursue that and to go to school and then pushes him slightly away from alberto so what i really like yes you've got this triangle of friends but they're all very crucial to each other and what's going to drive them moving forward you've not got a character that's just tacked on for the sake of it so i really enjoyed those three yeah the trio that's a good point. All three of them have, you know, like uh, an arc kind of thing. You know, you got Julia with the fact that she's never been able to win that race. Um, you know, like she's an outsider herself because she doesn't actually live in town. Um, she's overcoming all of that, making the making these two new friends, winning, participating in winning the race. And then, yeah, Luca with, with learning things, being exposed to this new world, going on his own journey at the end with Julia, but you know what I mean? And Alberto, you know, obviously maybe not embellishing stories as much anymore, but accepting what other people sort of, yeah, what's best for them and all that. Like, yeah, like everyone's got a bit of, I like that. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. We should probably talk about the main antagonist. Yes, and his name's slipping my mind. Urkel? Is it Urkel? Urkel, Urkel Visconti. That's him. (laughs) The whole thing with with him, like, the first time they see a real Vespa being, I want to say driven or rode. What do you do? Do you ride or drive a Vespa? You ride it, don't you? The first time you see somebody... You just, you experience it. That's what you (laughs) do. The first time (laughs) you see someone experiencing a Vespa, it's this guy. (laughs) Right? And he'd basically, he'd been taking part in this annual race for however many years. And then at the beginning of this movie, he's called out, hey, aren't you too old to be competing in this competition? 
that is that is factually correct. Disqualified. But no, he's allowed to race. And I, I guess thought- the movie wouldn't happen the way that it happens. But this guy's got a mustache. He's too old <laughs> to be racing children. Hey, to be fair, he's Italian. So he's probably like 17, 18 sporting that mustache. In this so- small town, they know him. <laughs> Call him out. He's too old. But he's doing well, it. They say, what do they say? It's like, it's like, oh, like, yeah, no, I'm 16. It's like, you said that last year. Uh huh. It's too old. So, but he's, well, yeah, so I agree. He's, he's too old. But, he, you know, he, I think he's around 17, 18, 19. I mm-hmm. don't think he's 30, 40, which is no, kind of what I, I thought he was. No, I don't when think I first see him rocking up, experiencing that Vespa. Because um, I, I was like, this is an adult. I, I thought he was like, oh, he must be like the local celebrity or something, you know, like coming in, coming in all hot on his Vespa. Um, but yeah, no, I think, and I think as we, we see the character, you know, progressing through the movie, he does act very childish, like, you know, like a spoiled teenager. Mm. I, I think he's still a teen. I'm not budging he's on not this. Disqualified. <laughs> he's too old. He should, not too old be, <laughs> he should not be taking part. And then we wouldn't have a movie. Exactly, yeah, it'd be a much shorter movie. <laughs> so he's, he's essential. And hey, we got a we got a pretty epic uh, like race triathlon thing at the end. So the movie was allowed to sort of delve into its cars elements, which was which was cool. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that bad. It was good. It was good. It was fun, and it rained. I mean, it was always going to. It was always going <laughs> to rain. As soon as I saw those clouds, I was like, "It's going to rain. It's going to be water everywhere." I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> they it get is wet. fairly, it's fairly predictable. But then it's not, you know, trying to be secretive. Like the movie, it is, it is what it is. You see the dark clouds. It's gonna rain. It rains. You see Alberta with an umbrella. Will is gonna trip. He trips. He gets wet. So you kind of. It's almost like the movie's <laughs> teleplaying what's gonna happen next. Which that's okay because you know, it's not the usual suspects. It's allowed to show you what's coming next. <laughs> but yeah, I find it very, very predictable. But then it's a very, you know, A, B, C, D, however many letters you want to tack on there, straightforward yeah. story. Like it's not, you know, the, the point of the movie isn't the twists and turns. It's that's no. not what out to do. It's it's the characters, it's the journey. And just making it look beautiful as they Yeah. As they tell and it's story. me looking for looking for Pixar Easter eggs as I do each time. You know what I found? I just want to share with you because I feel Don't like Don't ruin my trivia. Well, carry on. Oh, have you have you got them all? Have you got them all? Well, not all of them. I've got a handful. All right. I'll wait for your trivia and I will contribute if need be. I mean, but I'll tell you. I've all of them, but okay. I'll tell you the fact that we have this on Disney Plus made it really. It was still hard, but it, it was. I was able to find them myself without the aid of the internet. Yeah, awesome. okay. So you, you're really fun. Me and the wife, we spent a good half an hour looking for shit. Oh, okay, <laughs> wow. Well, I, and we, I didn't. I did a couple of internet searches. But what I'll do, though, we'll get to the trivia section. And we'll get to it, okay. It. You'll sit and nod for the handful that I've got, and I'll let you just call out the rest. <laughs> you know, I feel as though we're close to wrapping up, and before we do... You know, you mentioned before how this movie wasn't marketed very well. I think as soon as they came to the decision that they were going to release it worldwide, no paywall on Disney Plus, did they need to? Really? (laughs) 
they, they yeah. didn't like you know households across the world have have already got Disney Plus, so that would have been a wasted expense. Basically, do you think they've gotten to, to a point market a movie to an audience that's going to watch it anyway? Have they got to a point where everyone who wants Disney Plus has Disney Plus? Is that where they're at? They've got to be close. Surely, surely they're still trying to get more people to sign up and, and stuff. Well, they're but... always gonna gonna want yeah. more. But at the same time, though, this is not like advertising a movie for the cinema, where people may or may not go. Yeah, people dropping are. this movie gets people onto Disney Plus, and I guess if they've already got it, they'll be watching it. Or you know, it's there for them if they want. It, it doesn't really matter. I don't know. I don't know how streaming works really. Like nobody knows. It's a mystery it's a, it's a mystery but it seems to work though i mean netflix have been doing it for however many years i think they're billions and billions of dollars in debt but sure yeah it, it works <laughs> i know but the the that the viewers viewers being well like for me example seems successful <laughs> they keep doing more stuff but honestly like you know you and i we've had disney plus the day it launched here in australia and we'll continue to keep it i definitely will and something like this and, you know, Soul at Christmas and all the, you know, Marvel and Star Wars shows makes it all worthwhile. And every now and then you could watch an old Fox movie, Disney movie, or just yeah. not having to do any, oh, I gotta say, like, take any extra steps. Like it's not like going on Apple movies and paying six ninety nine to rent it. Here it is. You're paying nothing oh, extra other than your, you know, monthly pay. It's pretty yeah. great. You know, the other day, the other night, I was, I don't know why, just flicking through and I was like, do you know what? I'm going to watch Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. I regretted it by the end of the movie. Oh, it's got its moments. Like, but I was like, yeah, I kind of, I was like, I just want to see Human Torch chase the, the Silver Surfer through New York. I didn't realise <laughs> that scene was like 20 minutes into the movie. I thought it was really, really early. And that, that is a short Anyway, movie. it's like 80 plus yeah, minutes. Yeah. One last thing I'll it's, say. So they're making or they've made a Turner and Hooch TV series, right? So they put it out there. Hey, we've got a poster. It's, you know, pretty much a replica or a recreation of that original poster with Tom Hanks. And then in my mind, do you know what I'm going to watch tonight? I'm going to watch Turner and Hooch. There it is. And it's right there. And it's there right for there. you. Yeah. It's right there. Anyway. Crazy. That's enough loving on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Let's rate this movie. Are you going to rate it as highly as we do Disney Plus? If you're going to rate this movie out of five, oh, it's I, I, again like if you if you come in and then look at the production, you know it's all up there. The design work, I think the design and the artwork is is really up there in terms of visually. It looks great. Animation wise, still good. Like. Still almost flawless, but it's it's not up there with... I always go back to the level that they had Toy Story 4 at. And I think I said this when we were watching Soul and then like, and Onward as well. It's like that opening scene in Toy Story 4 with that rain where everything just looked real. It was disturbing. They haven't gotten to that point again. And uh, is it because, okay, they knew Toy Story 4 was, you know, good enough to, to do that with? Um, I just feel like, I don't know, they haven't reached that standard again. But still, the design's fantastic. Um, nice little story, paint by numbers, but, you know, nice story. Good characters, everyone's got an arc. Um, 
overall had a pretty decent time. It was okay. It's not up there as top tier Pixar, but it's definitely nowhere near the bottom. It's it's a it's like middle to above average. No, it's above average. It's it's in the above average thing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a four out of five. Okay. The comparisons there with Toy Story 4, that movie, they're obviously doing something very different and they were making things look a lot more real in the Toy Story films. Whereas this, they've definitely gone with a different design choice. We've talked about that already. So it's almost like pastel colours. So it's very different what we're getting here. So they're they're not going for realism with this. They're just going for a different art style. But you're right. I mean, Toy Story 4, visually, it showed us what they really are capable of as a studio. So this is a film that I, I enjoyed. I would recommend it to people. It's definitely an experience and, and worth watching. I'm not going to come in as high as you. I'm going to come in a little bit lower at a three out of five. It's, it's a good movie. And again, it's not trying to be those other Pixar movies, but if you were to compare them, it definitely does fall short by most of them, but it's still enjoyable. And yeah, like it's a story with hearts and personal growth. There's a lot of good things going for it. Unlike a lot of the Pixar films, it's not one that I can see myself revisiting, to be honest, but this one viewing, I did enjoy it. So for that, three out of five. Trivia. We're going to close out some trivia. So I think I'm going to start and then you're just going to, Carry on. <laughs> yeah, okay. I almost feel like I should just hand it all over to you, but you know, it's my responsibility as the host to at least get things started. As the boys race through town toward the end of the movie, the famous Pixar Luxo ball can be spotted on the rooftop. Did you notice that one? <laughs> I did. I, I got to say, the first watch, I was. We got to the end, and I was like. I was like, I didn't see the Luxo ball. I didn't see the Pizza Planet truck. I didn't see the A113. I was like, is this even a bloody Pixar movie? I saw nothing. And usually I see like one or two. And then I went back and I was like, I bet a lot of the Easter eggs are going to be during that race just because there's a lot of around town. Everything's going to be really quick. And that's where we focused on. But continue. (laughs) I mean, you're going to see that you mentioned the Pizza Planet delivery truck already only the Luco version of that is a Pizza Planet delivery scooter. You do get to see that. So I like the fact that they've got a bit creative there. Like they've wanted to mm. incorporate Easter eggs from previous movies, but they've not just plant, planted a truck, which would have just stuck out yeah, from this bright yellow and white. It's like, <laughs> like how could we have Yoda. the yeah. Planet truck? It's Italy. Scooter. Nailed it. So that's what they went with. They went this with. was this was a this was a tricky one, um, you know. Like the the wife was sort of just like we were looking over the the thing. She was pausing every like couple of seconds, and we were really going to town with it. And she actually skipped over it. And I was like, "Nope, go back. I think I've seen it." And you just see like the rocket, and the and she was like, "There was nothing there." And I was like, "No, no, no, no." Just as what's his name comes around the corner, there it is, and it's hidden. Very cool. Nicole. Urkel came around the corner. You know, I will say this. Your wife and, and you clearly had way more time with this movie. because I Look, baby was asleep about... in our hands. <laughs> we were just like, well, we're not going to bed yet. Let's just... <laughs> Let's just well, I watched it this afternoon, four o'clock. 
So a few hours ago, and here we are talking <laughs> about it now. So I, okay, it's a 90 minute movie. I can do this. The only last thing that I have, and I'm not sure if it's true or not, to be honest, I thought I'd, I'd say, and then just check with you. Apparently, this is the first Pixar movie not to have John Ratzenberger. Correct. I was listening out to him and I was like, maybe he's doing a different voice. He hasn't passed away, has he? Is that the reason? I'm pretty sure he hasn't. Okay. Because, yeah, no, I didn't hear him and I kind of forgot to look into it afterwards. So that's, that's upsetting. They're my three. What do you have? All right. The A113 is on the train ticket. I did see that online. If people don't know, what's the relevance of that number? You're just assuming people know Pixar as well as you do. Oh, you, they should know. They should know. Okay. Don't we cover these okay. every, every time we talk about a Pixar movie? Um, uh, it was like the college dorm room number of some of the animators or something. John Lasseter, Mary probably. or something in, was it Florida? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. 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 The ticket that uh, Alberto gives to Luca has the numbers on there. At first, on the first viewing, I kind of saw a flash, but I didn't see him. And then when we're going back, I was like, I bet it's on that bloody train ticket. And we paused it and it was like, there it is. It was crazy. I had a really good time just looking for these Easter eggs. I probably had more of a, more of a good time doing that than the movie. I did read as well that originally they were looking at different names for the main character and they went with Luca because they kind of figured or they you know, found that most places in the world, easy enough to pronounce, which is what you want if it's the name of your movie. You don't yeah, want to feel that people can't pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> Moana. Such a hard name sometimes. Oh, it's easy enough when you know. Mo- <laughs> is it Mona? Is it- <laughs> that is a very good it. film. A lot of films are great. And quickly, Riot and the Last Dragon. Brilliant. Really enjoyed that. But back to this. Do you have any more, <laughs> any more trivia? Nah, that's it, mate. I'm all triviaed out. Well, that's it for our review <laughs> of Luca. Honestly, I thought you would have more, but that's okay. I was hosting. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as That Film Street Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. All our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstewpodcast.com. Keep an eye out for our next review um the long halloween part one is that what it's called or is it called batman the long halloween they want to sell dvds blu-rays so it's called batman Batman, long halloween Halloween. (laughs) you've been listening to luke and jason the guys from that film stew see you soon